Welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast, conference edition. In this podcast, we spotlight upcoming Cold Fusion conferences and talk to organizers, workshop trainers, and speakers to uncover all the information you and your company needs to decide what conferences and workshops to attend and what sessions you need to see. Welcome to the Modernizer Die podcast, conference edition. And this year we're doing an Into the Box 2022 podcast series with some of the workshop trainers. And this one we're doing with John Clawson. Welcome, John. Thank you. So you're uh, obviously the containerization expert. Uh, you don't like that name, but uh, was it Captain Container we used to call you all the time? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what, that, what my uh, slide intro Into the Box says, uh, Captain Container. And I've been... Um, I had originally developed the uh, command box containers um, and maintain those images to this day. So, um, yeah, that's that's uh, what I'm one of the things I'm known for. Yep. So the, the workshop is called containerizing and scaling your applications. And uh, this is a, a traditionally a, a really busy full workshop, right? This one is one of the ones yeah. that sells out every year. Yep. It's one of the most popular workshops we do. And, and honestly, a lot of people have done really wonderful things with containers after attending it. So I think it's, uh, I think it's proven itself over time to be something that's a, that jumpstarts people into, into the world of containers. Okay. Well, so let's start with who's the audience for this workshop in your mind? Well, I think the, the, the core audiences are CFML developers who have some experience in DevOps. Cause if you don't have any experience in deploying CFML applications, um, you're going to struggle a little bit because there's a lot, a lot more layers that get added onto it. But um, the core audience is CFML developers who are looking to uh, bring their application deployments or even development environments into a containerized workspace. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people think about it in terms of deployment. But one of the things that containerization can do is it can also make your all of your deployment tiers from development, staging, production, whatever, um, much more predictable, stable, and consistent all the way through. Yeah, for sure. So if they're here saying, oh, he's talking to me, that that's me. I'm in that audience. Why should they take the workshop? Well, I think the biggest reason is, is that it will give them hands-on experience in deploying a CFML app with someone who has a lot of experience doing it, and myself um, and Grant uh, Copley, who's also um, one of our uh, our senior developers, senior developers at Ortis, uh, will be assisting in that that workshop with me, and so he'll be spending time with um, with at, you know people who are doing hands on. I'll be spending time people doing hands on work. Um, we'll also give you a, a background, probably spend some time talking about the different deployment options, and also talking about continuous integration. So there's a lot of topics we cover in the day. Um, it's a full day. Um, but it's it's very well worth it. Yeah, and then one thing I, I like about that too is that with our workshops, you know, they're not a big workshop. You know, some workshops I've been to, and I've been a TA before, where there's more TAs than we have in our workshops. But they had you know fifty hundred people. Like we we try and cap it about ten or fifteen people, right? So that is when we say hands on, and you've got like you know someone there to help you. We really do. Yeah, I think we had the last time we had twenty two or twenty three. Oh, wow. Um, so we, uh, we really did stretch that one. You must have had an extra TA yeah. that day. I did so. actually have an extra TA. I had uh, uh, Bill Garut and Esme Acevedo. Okay. Very cool. So uh, obviously you mentioned a few things real quickly, but you want to tell us a little bit more about what the workshop will cover. Well, we start out the day talking, of just kind of giving you a broad overview of the container space and what is containerization. And one of the things that's changed is that now more people are familiar with it. So we'll probably spend a little less time on that. 
And then we'll start digging into uh, some of the, the details of setting up a container, like your first container. Here's how you do it. Here's how you, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and start it up. Here's the commands that you need to run. Uh, and then we'll talk about starting to mount like your application files in there and passing in environment variables to configure things like data sources um, and caches and things of that nature. So we start we start pretty pretty small and then we kind of continue to work through. So the day the day begins with an overview and then the basics of starting and stopping containers and Docker and working with it. And then we move into the application. And then the last part of the day is actually hands-on. It's one of the prerequisites of the class where you bring in an application that you want to containerize, preferably one that has one or two dependencies. Um, and then you go ahead and you stand it up with a compose file as a stack with your databases, with any caches you need, and you know any kind of anything that, uh, any dependencies that you have. Basically all those are available now in the container space. So there's really no need to develop in a lot of ways in the old ways we used to where you're, you know, installing Microsoft SQL Server, and then you're installing this, and then you're installing that, and then you're starting installing, you know, the binary for Cold Fusion or Lucy. Um, we'll show you how to do that and set up its stack so that basically everything comes up, comes online, and is self-contained. Wow. I mean, yeah, so you bring your app with you and you'll leave containerized. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know you guys did that extra step. I'm too busy teaching yeah. my own workshops, so that's really cool. And then Yeah, it's the last part. And it's it's you know, sometimes people don't finish it all the way because it's a lot of work. I mean, it's you know, you're if you have a complex app and you have to um, I mean it sometimes people bring in legacy code that's harder to containerize because of the way it's been set up, but um, you you'll walk away understanding how to do that and what the next steps are for you to to make that transition. Yeah, if nothing else. Very cool. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is you know it is a little different. There are things about Docker that means you have to you know build your app a little differently or refactor it a little bit. But um, but yeah, obviously you guys will talk about the things that are easy to do in Docker and the things you may have to rethink. Um, so yeah, yeah, great, exactly. So you kind of touched on this already, but what will you think people will leave the workshop with other than the, the app that they're starting to containerize? I think the biggest thing that people will leave with is understanding, first of all, their own capabilities and how the barrier of entry is, is a lot lower than what they thought it was. Um, one of the things that you, I, I guess one of the things I feel people walk into the workshop with is they walk into the workshop with this um, feeling like this is a really, you know, like there's a really steep learning curve around it. And what they end up walking away from is it's, it's, it's not a steep learning curve, not as steep as they thought it was, and it's easily attainable. Um, and then they walk away with feeling the benefits of, of what, you know, transitioning to this type of, uh, you know, dockerized environment can do for them on a variety of tiers. Yeah. I mean, one thing I must say too, is like, if you're looking at Docker, um, the command box Docker images, John's worked on them for a long time and other people at Autos have, have chipped in and, and, you know, sort of worked on it. But a lot of the problems you solve normally, well, sorry, you see normally with Docker, some of the pain points we've tried to make easy. And so working with environment variables and a lot of other things, I mean, you've got a lot of cool stuff in that, that does a lot of that, you know, like yeah. startup times, you've got like a lot of cool features that we built into these command box Docker images. And so some of the things you might have to have figured out how to solve them before, they're done for you. And if you follow the things that John's going to show you, it's a lot easier than you think. Um, so if you mess around with Docker trying to convert your old, you know, Cold Fusion installation or your Lucy installation and, and try to solve problems, um, 
lot of them already been sold. So I think once they see that too, and you show them that, that you know, they're like, ah, oh, I get it now. Like, yeah, it's not as bad as I thought. Like you said, they're a little more, you know, fear of the unknown, right? Before you come in, you're not sure you don't, how much you don't know. And so, but yeah, I, I love the fact because when I've tried to do other stuff in other languages and with Docker images, I'm like, man, I really wish we had this stuff that command box does. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, and that those command box Docker image scripts are pretty cool. And yes. I think and there's a lot of things you can do with I mean just with with the modules that are installed with them with CF config and the .env modules alone, um, you can you know you can you know configure your entire CFML engine. So updates and things like moving between you know when, when Adobe releases you know an update for 2021 or whatever, uh, or Lucy releases you know 539 or you know five, or a 539 patch. Uh, five, three, ten, whatever. Um, it's trivial to update those images because all you have to do is pull the latest version of the image. Um, and I think once people see that, it's like you don't know. You don't have to run all these, you know, all these installers and worry that your system is going to get borked somehow. You just simply pull the latest version of the image. You rebuild your image from there, and you're done. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the, those, those things are also barrier of entry things. They're things that cost us time that we don't need to spend when we could be developing cool things and cool features. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love the way the Docker does that with the layers, right? You just rebuild that layer and then everything else stacks on top of it again and away you yeah. go. And you switch that bottom layer out to update this or update that and it's done. And so, and obviously you and Brad do a great job staying on top of all these things, these Docker images updated, you know, almost as fast as the blog posts come out from Adobe because sometimes they release it then they <laughs> vlog it the next day. Yes. But, if it's, yeah. if it's a, on a Friday, it might be Monday before I do it, but usually it's within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. We'll, we'll say, yeah, a business day. How about that? Usually yeah. a business usually. day or two. Yep. So that's, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, you've obviously mentioned a little bit about um, requirements, but you want to give us a breakdown? What are the prerequisites? What are the requirements? So, you know, what gives the, the attendees the best chance of making this workshop a success? Well, I think that the requirements of being, of having your machine prepared when you come in, um, and those are listed in the workshop uh, uh, outline, but the having the, the, the machine prepared, having Docker installed, um, and if possible, because sometimes we've had spotty broadband, pull the you know pull the latest version of the command box image and maybe any images you think you're going to use for database servers or anything else so if you're going to use a sql server just pull the latest version of that image even if you had to pull a variation of it pulling the base image will mean a lot less download time because of the way that docker handles layers so i think those are the first things i think the other thing to come in with is an idea that you know um is an idea of, of what your end your end in mind is if you will and saying, okay, what do I what do I want to do with this technology, or what what could I see myself doing this with this technology? Because adults tend to learn by uh, having something that's very applicable to their real world. So if you know where you're going with it, you're going to know the questions to ask, um, and that's going to make the whole workshop better for you, and it's going to make it more interactive for us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously. A lot of people using development and that consistency that you mentioned before is a, a, a big piece of it. And so maybe that's their goal is getting to the point where they can develop it locally with Docker. And then from there, usually you hit the same problems you would hit going to production, you know, so working through those, those tiers is, you know, a good, a good way to work, but very cool. So then of course, you, know, you said, bring a sample app, um, you know, one or two dependencies or whatever, like database, et cetera. Uh, and then you'll work on that as well. So. Very cool. I mean, 
it's, yeah, like I said, this is a great workshop and uh, there's a lot of great content in here. And um, if you guys are playing with Docker a little bit or, or really thinking about using it or maybe evaluating if you should, I think this would be a good workshop for you. So yeah. any uh, final little tips or tidbits there? Um, well, I think that, you know, the big thing is, is you get out of it what you put into it. So if, if you're going to attend the workshop, come with an idea that you want to, um, you know, come to, come with an open mind and an idea that you want to learn. And the other thing is that part of that open mind, when you're stock, when you're starting to talk about containerization is, is letting go of that old monolithic hardware mindset, which is that things, you know, that servers are, you know, are, are monolithic, imper, you know, immutable objects. Um, in the Docker world, everything except your files are they're temporary. And so um, I think that if you come into that with a mindset that you might have to have to make some shifts in, in, in your model around what you see, how you see application deployment and how you see servers and things like that, I think you'll be able to pick up things a lot faster. Very cool. And then just a note too, like you did mention using commands and everything. So I think that's important. You know, some people don't have CICD set up and everything, and you can still do these things at the command line, you could write little scripts to, to sort of do your builds and everything. Obviously, CICD is great because it'll handle all those steps for you and yeah. everything. But just because you maybe aren't using CICD yet, don't don't let that put you off. You know, you can do this right. uh, outside of it because that's a that's yeah. a small little chunk where we talk about how to utilize and build images. But yeah. that's not necessarily that's not necessarily. I mean, just just setting up a development environment alone. Um, if you've got more than one person on a development team or you bring another developer on, I mean, you're talking, sometimes it takes days to onboard a new developer when you've got all these, you know, dependencies you're dealing with and troubleshooting and things like that. With Docker, it can take as little as 15 minutes just to set it up after you've pulled the images, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a big, it's a big change. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So. Great. Well, thank you for your time, John. Uh, I think this is a lot of great information and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we reach some people and they'll have more people at your workshop. Uh, I'm sure you'll be pretty full. So guys, if you get a chance, um, grab your tickets before the end of June and you get the early bird special. And remember, we do sell out. Uh, obviously, last time John uh, extended the numbers a little bit. So, uh, but uh, yeah, don't miss out. It's a great workshop and I think you guys will get a lot out of it. So thanks again, John. And uh, we'll see you into the box. All right. Thank you. Show notes for this episode can be found on conference.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have a link to YouTube playlist to find more videos just like this. Music from this podcast is used under a royalty-free license from sound.com and bluetreeaudio.com.